Welcome to this episode of the Joyfulness Broadcast, broadcasting you some joyful insight, talking about forgiveness today, helping beginners arise naturally, or how to forgive yourself for your past mistakes, the past mistakes of others, any mistake. <laughs> how can you forgive? Well, first of all, recognize that if there isn't forgiveness, that's just That's a consequence, that's a symptom of how you see things right now. If there isn't forgiveness in some sort of aspect within yourself, something that someone else has uh, done to you, seemingly done to you, (laughs) uh, that is that non-forgiveness is just arising out of how you see things. So from how you see things right now, if forgiveness isn't arising, you can't force it. You can't push your way into it. You can't force it up. (laughs) You can't do a to-do list and it's there. It's a result. Forgiveness is a natural result of changing your perception, of seeing things differently, of recontextualization. And this can occur in two ways. It can occur through understanding and through miraculous recontextualization supplicated in by divinity or prayer. Or you supplicate in divinity to miraculously recontextualize it so you see it differently. And I, I suggest, what I use myself is I use both. I use both of these. So a mixture of understanding via uh, Hawking's lectures is what I use. And also A Course in Miracles, which I can talk about at the end. And constant prayer for recontextualization. So for this episode, I want to cover some insight that will help you see things differently particularly focusing on your past mistakes. (laughs) Um, We start with you and then you can apply this to everyone after this. So, as I see it, past mistakes are one thing, guilting about them are another. And wisdom, someone wise once told me, wisdom is not making mistakes. Uh, Wisdom is just learning from them. That's what wisdom is, so you don't make them again. Which hints to us what the resolution to this is. So first of all, we see that when we make a mistake, guilt isn't necessary. So regret is one thing, guilt is another. Regret, we see the consequence of our choice that we made in the past, and we see that it didn't match up with what we thought, or it was a bad idea. And you're like, how could I have done that? (laughs) And it was like, well, what's going on there? So that's regret. From regret, you can learn. You have a decent regret, you can learn. And you can change your ways. Guilt, what's guilt about? Guilt is kicking yourself about it. It's judging yourself. Well, you know, when we talk about compassion, it's not just compassion for everyone but yourself. It's compassion for everyone, including yourself. (laughs) And it's not very compassionate to judge yourself and to kick yourself about, is it? So how can we help compassion for yourself arise? Well, you can start to see... What is the situation? The situation is that, first of all, humans are not omniscient. If we weren't able... So the fact that we're able to make mistakes indicates to us that we are innocent. It indicates that we are fallible. Fallible, fallible, you see? That proves my point. (laughs) Uh, Whichever word, I'll say fallible. Fallible. That's what it indicates to us. So there's, why, do we have to kick ourselves about it? We only kick ourselves about it if we judge it. So 
We're fallible. That's one thing. That's the truth of it. Our judgment of it is another thing on top of it. And nobody needs that judgment. Not you, not the world. No one needs that. We're fallible. That's the case. The case is that humans make mistakes. And most of the time, take a while to learn from their mistakes. What you presume is, presume that, Socrates said, everyone has the highest intention and does what they believe is the highest good. It's just that, what people believe to be the highest good and what actually is the highest good are usually quite separated. And the human condition seems to be to learn what is so and what is not so, what is just a belief system, a false belief, a limiting belief. So we make a, we make a choice and we choose it, obviously, if we knew any better choice, any better option, like really knew it, then we would choose it. But we didn't, we make that choice. Due to many factors, many factors we make that choice. And then we see the consequence of that choice. And then what happens is we project our knowing the consequence. So we've seen the consequence. Now we project that onto the past and we say, I should have done better. I should have done better. The fact is, sticking with radical truth and radical honesty, the fact is that you didn't. We didn't. I didn't. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> um, the fact is what it is. That's what it is. So then you can presume that that was the best choice in that particular perception of the world with those belief systems, with all the underlying factors at play in that person's life, in your life. That was the best choice at the time. That's what it seemed like. So the thing is that once you see the consequence of the choice, put yourself in the shoes like right now, right? You're making choices all throughout the day, all the time without knowing the consequence of those choices. You don't actually know like with certainty what the consequence of those choices are. You realize you have a certain idea, a certain belief system based on the past. So in the past, maybe you've made similar choices and you presume that the similar thing will happen, but you don't know with certainty, do you? You don't know with certainty. So every day you're making choices and you don't know what the consequence is. Once you make the choice and you see what happens, then you can see what the consequence of it is. And then that's where the tendency to kick yourself about it arises. But, but that's, you only kick yourself when you project seeing the consequences of your choices onto the past. In the past, you didn't see the consequences of your choices yet because you didn't make the choice yet. So you just chose whatever you chose because that's what you chose. That's all there is to it. Then you see the consequence of your choice. Now, what is the best option to life, to you, for you? Is it to guilt about it, to kick yourself about? Or is it to, like at the start was said, to just learn? Just learn, have a heartfelt regret, and do your utmost to not make that choice again. To learn from it. To enter into a deeper humility, deeper grace, deeper connection with the human fallibility, the human condition. And when you start to see it in yourself, you see it in others. And you start to have compassion for others because you know they're in the same boat that you are. That's right. Everyone's making choices. They don't know the consequence of it until they choose it and then they see it. 
And then once they see it, they don't realize that they didn't know that in the past, and then they start projecting the future onto the past choice and start feeling all guilty about it, even though their guilt is based on a total fallacy, a total illusion. (laughs) So everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's in the same boat. And that's where compassion comes from. It comes from understanding yourself because you are human nature. And as you understand human nature, you have compassion with others as well. Because you see they're in the same shoes. You know what it's like to be them. They might not even be aware of the full weight that they have. But as you enter into deeper understanding, you start to see the weight that they carry. Because as you, as this weight gets lifted, when you step into joy, it's kind of going a bit off forgiveness. But as the, as the weight gets lifted, as the weight of guilt, as you forgive yourself, as you see things in the light of forgiveness with insights like this, and you start to enter into a more joyous version of yourself, then now you feel what it's like to just be without that weight. And so now you can have even greater compassion for those people who aren't experiencing that right now because they don't know that it could be like this because they haven't experienced it yet. They might have heard it, but they don't actually know it because they haven't experienced. We only know that which we've experienced. Which, which experiential knowledge is different to conceptual hearing about it knowledge. So we see that going back to how to forgive your past mistakes, it's just about seeing things through the light of forgiveness, not about forcing forgiveness. So rather than trying to force yourself, rather than kicking yourself about and uh, going through force and pushing yourself to forgive, guilting about it and making bargains to forgive and like, oh, if this doesn't, then I won't do this. Rather than that, you can put your attention to understanding human nature, understanding the truth, seeing things through the light of truth, because guess what? Seeing things through the light of forgiveness is the same thing as seeing things in the light of truth. Because when you see the truth, you have a perfect understanding. There's no need to judge. There's no need to guilt. You see everything as it is. And there's nothing to say about it. And forgiveness doesn't even arise as a possibility because there's nothing to forgive in the light of truth. So you seek to understand human nature and you seek for a recontextualization. Like I said, if we go back to it, just in hearing this, perhaps something is recontextualized already. Hopefully, that's the whole point of these. I really hope it is. Hopefully, something is recontextualized in just hearing this. And then you can go some steps further. So how can you go some step further? Well, you can use the episodes in this podcast. But what I recommend, uh, what I use myself, I'm only just going on the recommendations based on my own uh, experiences, is listening to the work of Dr. David Hawking. So if you type in David Hawking, because he, to my knowledge, is, the, is where you'll get a very clear understanding of the ego, how it functions, of human nature. And as you start to understand it, you'll you'll notice the fallacies, you'll notice the illusions, and it'll be less likely that you'll get caught in it. Because you see how this is an illusion. Guilt is an illusion. You can get caught in it. If you don't recognize it, you get caught in it. You don't even realize it's not real. So by understanding human nature, you can actually start to recognize it. The path I recommend, um, the path that I can speak of, because it's the path I walk, um, is uh, Hawking's. So you type in David R. Hawking's, on Audible, right? And then you just go to whichever video draws you, uh, whichever lecture series draws you. Like I have Audible <laughs> just for Hawking's. <laughs> Every like fortnight, which is actually coming up, and I should listen to the next one. Uh, I don't, we'll see if we have our, a new credit. Um, I'll listen to one of those and a recontextualization occurs when I listen. 
And this is because, one, is because of Hawking's and his insight. is incredible. He's an amazing teacher. Far better than I. Next, it's because of my love and trust for him. So because of my love and trust, I see there's no gap between us, right? So there's no doubt. There's no skepticism. Everything he says, I listen with reverence and awe and take it all in totally with total acceptance, total trust. I take it all in with, with, with Hawking's. And I've talked about in previous episodes about the map of consciousness and how the, um, that has allowed my intellect to be eased by knowing that everything he says is true because he calibrates it on stage. He does a muscle calibration. And if you'd like to learn about muscle calibrations and how to verify the truth of something, you can read the book Power of uh, the Power vs. Force. Hidden Terms of Human Condition, of Human Behavior by Dr. David R. Hawking, in which he presents Map of Consciousness, and that will teach you how you can objectively verify things. Anyway, so that just contextualizes it so that my intellect knows that everything he says can be objectively verified, which allows me to have that absolute trust without any doubt or skepticism, because the intellect is at ease. It's at ease. Which is what my ego needs, what my ego needed. Um, So, everything comes in without any defenses it all comes in and through that love and that reverence it's allowed i take it higher than my own and just by familiarizing myself is what hawking says he says just by familiarizing yourself with your with that with his content uh with his material that he has on audible a recontextualization occurs just through sheer familiarity sheer familiarity which means basically you just have to listen to it (laughs) keep subjecting yourself to the material lecture after lecture you don't have to binge all of them (laughs) right now you know you can listen to whatever inspires you just do that um but just by continuously subjecting yourself to it recontextualization occurs and you start to see things differently that's the that's why i'm talking about this because just by listening to it You'll start to see things differently and it'll be a lot easier to forgive because you'll see things in the light of forgiveness, in the light of truth. So forgiveness arises of its own because the truth is forgiveness arises of its own without independent of your own will about it. Instead, you put your energy on actually surrendering your will about it and letting that forgiveness arise spontaneously of its own by the mercy and grace of divinity. That's like a whole other thing, but again, familiarizing yourself with this and you start to like pick it up. You start to pick it up. Your mind hears it. And what this means in my experience when you familiarize yourself with something is that uh, you listen, you listen, you listen. Rather than thinking about it, this is the difference between familiar learning and like logical learning. Logical learning is like you think about the content, you can like all that stuff. Familiarity is very different because it bypasses thoughts. It bypasses the mind entirely. Instead, it uses the automatic recognition processing of the mind. I'm just trying to remember how Hawking's called it. I think he called it that in the power, power versus force. Overheard my sister listening to it. <laughs> so what that means is just by hearing something constantly, 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 you recognize that now, not just when you hear it, but in your own life. So you recognize it through the lens of your own experiences. You'll actually see and experientially understand what is talk, what, what is being spoken about. So that's that's how powerful it is and you don't have to do anything about that right i'm just sorry if i get excited it's because it's exciting right you don't have to do anything you just listen recontextualization occurs and the likelihood of forgiveness compassion and love arising within you and the obstacles to it that is the obstacles to it being released more accurately 
the likelihood of that occurring increases just by listening to it. Isn't that incredible? So that's the number one um, recommendation I, I would have. Uh, the n- next one, I guess it's also equal there. <laughs> Maybe they're both equal, number one. Another cool one is the map, uh, the Course in Miracles. So a Course in Miracles, so just to rooted in what I'm talking about here. So we've said that forgiveness, what you want to do is rather than forcing forgiveness is you want to do everything you can to recontextualize life so that you see it differently so that forgiveness arises automatically. So you go at it like, uh, I guess you can say indirectly by going, you go, you have a commitment towards discovering the truth. So you hear, okay, forgiveness arises when I see the truth. Okay. So then you have a curiosity and then you go for the truth. You, you commit yourself to discovering the truth. And from that commitment, you will automatically do whatever that whatever is available to you. So that might be listening to uh, Hawking's. That might be listening to someone else. I uh, don't know. any uh, The teacher. Or it might be doing the Course in Miracles. So that's why I'm covering this. That's why it's relevant to the topic at hand today. So a Course in Miracles. You can do a Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles is so... Like I said, it's a commitment to truth. If you want to really go at forgiveness, if you really, really want to give it a shot, really want to actually do it, it's gonna you got there's the nitty gritty aspect of it because you got to go through what is now. You've actually got to commit. <laughs> it's a commitment, not a to do list. It's a reorientation, not a to do list. You don't do this, this, x, x, y. You commit. You reorient your life because a commitment is a reorientation of your life in a different direction. So you're going that way. And now you've reoriented your life to discover the truth. And the automatic consequence of that is what I'm saying is forgiveness, compassion for yourself, for everyone. So a map of uh, the <laughs> mixing up names, huh? Um, the Course in Miracles, A Course in Miracles, the workbook edition, original workbook edition is what I recommend, is what Hawkins recommends for reason, because the original workbook calibrates at uh, 600 whilst the textbook edition calibrates at 550. So Hawking's basically told me just do the workbook. So I'm doing the workbook. So now I'm telling you just do the workbook. <laughs> just passing on the message, you know. <laughs> um, so the workbook edition, basically it gives you 365 contemplations. So it's a, it's a commitment, okay? Every day there's a different contemplation, one for each day over the year. You can stay with one for a week. Once I stayed with one for a week, a little longer. So you know, but like 365 days is the, the the least amount. So it might give you a point of contemplation. One of the early ones is my thoughts don't mean anything. Okay. And right now you might be like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> exactly. You don't, you don't know. But what happens is you start to put your awareness on that. And you, so in the Course in Miracles, I have the audio version. So there's a, if you want an audio version, there's an, there's one on Apple. So if you go on Apple Books, you can type in Course in Miracles. Look for the workbook edition. Remember workbook, original workbook edition. I think my one was $25 and I got a whole audio book, audio of it. It's amazing. It's a really good way to start my day. I love it. Very beautiful. Um, so I listen to that, right? So they'll have a contemplation, a point of contemplation. My thoughts don't mean anything, just for an example. Then there'll be maybe five, 10 minute blurb on, expanding on that talking about that now our course in miracles is uh is sort of like a christian mysticism sort of christian mysticism you don't really have to worry about that uh because it works because remember calories are 600 so it's very effective so maybe if this doesn't resonate with you 
to you don't you don't have to do it but i'm just saying it's really effective and this is the thing that hawkins recommends he says if you're going to do anything do the course of miracles so that's why i'm recommending it um yeah so you listen to that right you hear it and then they'll tell you exactly what to do in the audio they'll tell you exactly what to do you just do it what i recommend is you take everything they say because you can calibrate it you can actually calibrate it and see and please your intellect so that you know you're having faith in the right thing you're having trust in the right thing Okay, because faith and trust are really powerful. So you want to make sure that you're having faith in the right thing. So via the calibrations, I mean, you can trust me, um, but you can also calibrate it for yourself, which is excellent. Uh, it cal- the the uh, Course in Miracles calibrates 600. So you can take then, and 600 is the level of enlightenment, basically. So like dissolvement of the ego. So you can take everything. What I recommend is you take everything you hear in the work in mir- or Course in Miracles, workbook edition, Everything you hear, you take as higher than your own understanding. If you yeah, uh, and and just do that. Like if you can, yeah, just listen. I listen to it really happily with a uh, reverence, you know, with reverence. Me and Jesus are pals. Love Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I love Hawking's. Love Buddha. All the teachers, all the great ones. So I listen with reverence. I listen. It's a fun way to start my day. And I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. Beautiful. It's just beautiful. Anyway, I take what what I hear is higher than my own understanding. So then that contextualization allows that recontextualization to occur more easily, I guess. And then you just do it. You just do it and just do it naturally. They'll tell you exactly what to do if you got confused. Like, how does this work? They'll tell you exactly how to do it in there. Okay, it's just one contemplation per day. It's like an ongoing thing. It's really useful because it's like an active, ongoing thing. It's constant. And as you contemplate, you'll start building up momentum and this is the uh, benefit of contemplation. It's really good. You know, meditation, you need like for it to be effective, it's habitual and you need to establish a pattern. But sometimes, you know, modern lives are busy lives. Sometimes people, it just, it slips, you know, or the priority isn't there, something like that. Or something else comes up that's more important uh, at, the, at, the, at the moment. So, contemplation is good because it uh it doesn't take that like one hour you gotta sit down and meditate it's more like constant throughout the day and you can go it's it's amazing it's really good and you can do it all the time so it's really really effective and it really uh it fits into your day so you can actually i mean i do my days around them like it really integrates into your day which is why uh, a course in miracles is really good and contemplation in general is really good because it integrates into your day there's no like uh, segmentation between spiritual time and uh and contemplation and real life it's like it's all just one life it becomes one life so that's the the things i recommend again they'll tell you everything and again it's a commitment it's a commitment it's your commitment recognize that it's your commitment and your dedication which then eventually begins turning into a devotion to truth to truth uh, to divinity to God, it's that, that choice within you, that priority within you is what drives the whole thing. <laughs> it's that, that, that as you, it, cause it starts off just as a curiosity, but as you start to experience these things, that curiosity naturally starts, turns into a dedication because you see that the reward is so great. You experience it and you see the faith, you see the beauty, you get glimpses of it, or you might not I don't know, it's different for everyone, but some, that faith just gets something deep within you that just loves it, 
it's like nourishes the soul and just wants more of it and so eventually that's why i say natural because it's like if it's if it's a, just a curiosity right now you don't have to force yourself to be something you're not just go with where you're at <laughs> if you're not interested at all then you're not interested at all it's no big deal whatever you want so i mean that's the fun part and that's how you forgive yourself that's how you forgive the world because actually when you forgive yourself you forgive your world if we look at the map of consciousness forgiveness is, is up there it's up there it's in love it's in 500s i believe but as you forgive everything everything within yourself everything within the world then you become lighter and you forgiveness is the antidote to guilt all the unconscious guilt all the unconscious shame all that stuff starts to disappear and you start feeling lighter and lighter start experiencing these states and your norm becomes a very happy high and increases in its um highness (laughs) in its beauty in its beauty rather than thinking of it as a high and a low it's more like beauty everything becomes increasingly more beautiful that's what i mean the reward is so great that's where the devotion comes from it's just like there is nothing else this is it there is nothing else it's just beautiful and it's incredibly fun it's not boring at all it's the funnest most exciting thing that there is um so that that is probably not what you expected about forgiveness but there you go that's forgiveness that's how you forgive yourself it's all about reperceiving recontextualizing and I don't remember if I covered this, but you can also recontextualize through prayer. Prayer goes along with all of this. At all times I'm praying. You live your life as a prayer. That's what Hawking's teaches. Devotional non-duality is when you live your life as a prayer, as a supplication. as a. It's through that your dedication to truth opens and your openness to uh, receiving revelation, to being wrong, pulls forth divine recontextualization via divine grace. Recontextualization via divine grace. Oh, basically means things just suddenly you get an aha moment coming out of nowhere. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> you get, oh, aha moment. Where'd that come from? It comes from how you are. It comes from how you are. How you are in the world increases the likelihood of you having an aha moment. <laughs> you can write that one down. I'm sure it's very quotable. So these are all very effective ways, very effective places to put your energy, far more effective than force, far more effective than kicking yourself about than making strange bargains. Don't worry about that. Just go for the truth. Go for understanding because that's the most direct way that you can go about it and use everything that you can and everything. And I mean, that's the way I see it, right? You can meditate, throw in meditation, throw in contemplation, throw in prayer. Um, Because when you pray, you're accessing a very powerful help, very powerful help. And put in all your efforts. Just make sure your efforts are put in in the best place they can be. That's what I would say about that so i hope this was helpful i hope you enjoyed it now if you'd like to help this podcast grow i welcome you invite you if you would like to share this with a friend you could go let's throw out a challenge you know why why not share this with one friend let's go one friend if you want bonus two friends (laughs) or super bonus a hundred friends i know that scale doesn't make any sense but like that's how we're going now a hundred is a lot Let's go like super bonus five friends. Whoa. Whoa. So let's let's repeat that. That's one friend, two friends for bonus. Super bonus. I'll give you a sticker if you reach out to me. I'll uh, give you a high five, crisp high five, a sticker. If you send it to five friends. Oh, here you go. If you send it to five friends, you can reach out to me. Go to my website. Um, find my email 
Well, let's follow Facebook. Just email, um, Facebook message me. And if you uh, share it out with five friends, here's what I'll do. You'll just message me. I'll just trust you. I'll trust your word. Nick, I did. I uh, shared it with five friends. I'm like, oh, cool, dude. And I'll give you a free site case session. Give you a free site case session, a subconscious update. We can update some subconscious beliefs you have so that you can move, make more progress towards being your most joyous self and removing the obstacles to it. So how that's pretty cool, huh? So that's just five five friends. Oh, that's cool. It came out of nowhere. See, it came out of nowhere. It's not like I was thinking about that. I didn't plan that. It just came out of nowhere. That's what happens. There's no need to think about anything. So with that said, if you'd like to follow this, stay updated with the latest episodes, go to the Facebook page. You can give it a like. Joyfulness Broadcast Facebook. Just like it and you'll see me posting all the latest episodes. You can also... Uh, another way to help, sorry, is Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, whatever you believe to be rating. The bold, <laughs> whatever review you want to give it, you can give it a review there. That really help uh, new people discover it, uh, share it, and yeah, I really, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Like, I would love to hear your feedback. If you listen on Anchor, you can give a little voice memo. If you're on the Facebook page, you can comment, you can message me directly, whatever is most comfortable, most convenient for you. I would just love to hear if um, if these things are valuable for you, because you know, I don't know until I hear. So <laughs> um, I, hope, I hope it is. I hope it is. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful day and good luck. <laughs> Bye-bye.